0: Yo, what's going yeah. on, man? It's your boy, Toray, live from Brooklyn, New York, Coney Island, to be exact. And you know you can catch me on the radio whether you listen to a song of mine or you listen to me do my thing on Sirius Sim, But I think back to when I used to tape off the radio, had to put that tissue in the tape. And that's where you at right now, tissue in the tape. Your tour guy Toray, let's get it.
1: This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time.
2: Tissue on the tissue <laughs> Put the tissue on the top. <laughs> tissue on the tape. They, they don't work. know about that.
1: Respect clean, homies. Respect clean, homies. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Phil Maddox, Davis Backwoods, Gandhi, Hip Hop 365. You know the time, is the tissue and the tape. Adjust my tally and twine and design the great. Metaphors that a rape like cosplay. do me, need conventions to display my conviction upon day. MCs are rhythm and bit and peace like Gandhi. Four seat at the table getting meals to launch No hunger strikes or kicks in tight spaces. Just sick lyrics to elevate and physically separates us. You can debate us, but get your weight up. We'll wait and meditate since we are great with patience. What's the diagnosis? We are great with patience. And pop is contagious. Worldwide, but you're racist. It's back with Davis, filled, there's no basis. Cause tissue in the tape makes America the greatest. From beatboxing on slave ships, till we six feet in a box in a grave dip, we raised this culture. culture. Born to deep on these vultures, picking the brains of the youth mumbling that insults us. I post up with the rap radar that gets me vexed when he uplift trash. Like Charles S, that's complex Wait, I can read between the lines. It's not hate to suggest they don't need to rhyme. We just take it back, or rather choose to wrong. When he holders us in the back of the twines, it's defense is the bond.
0: Yo, recording live from somewhere It's the world's famous TITT It's home team in the motherfucking house no question. As always, it is I Davis backwards saying who state your name gangsta.
2: Philmatic 365 aka. What am I do for six months, man? No, no football.
0: <laughs> oh man. Man, as always, man, we are recording courtesy of our themselves. Uh we, we're in the company of, of, of uh, a legendary uh, figure, man, a visionary, so to speak, Phil. tell man, the people who we, we're talking we, to tonight, we, man. We,
2: we we in we in the uh, presence of greatness, man. When you talk about uh, setting setting the tone for a generation, when you're mm. talking about ushering in the way people would look, sound, feel about black culture, the essence of black culture, this man had. His hands all over that throughout the 80s and 90s and beyond. And he's still doing it to this very day, man. I I am honored, man, to, to talk to this gentleman tonight, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Kenny Buford in the house tonight. Let's go. Let's go.
3: Salute, salute my brethren. Peace, peace, family. That's a beautiful intro. The check is in
2: the mail, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Check. Jack- Straight cash, <laughs> homie Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right my bad, my bad, <laughs> No, no, man We, I know that, we I know appreciate
3: that. you rocking with us, man Yes, sir, man
0: Thank y'all for having me, man It's my pleasure, bro For real uh, Phil, um, it's, it's been our point to, of course, talk to certain people But we, we've made it a point that we, we, we got a certain tribe that's out there, man And we, we want to make sure that we, we let people know that, you know, the tribe is strong, brother Oh, yes, the, the,
2: the tri- the tribe. The tribe is heavy, man Shout out, shout out to... Uh, the big homie man, my life coach, the tour guide, tour Ray, man, uh,
3: torrential, big
2: torrential. <laughs> he, he always raining. That's
3: torrential. Yeah, baby. Oh, no doubt, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> man, uh, he, he got he got plaque disease, man. You, you see, he he you know the, wall, the walls is getting heavy, man. Yeah, bro, you gotta build a, uh, an annex. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, he got he got to get Dito on his crib.
2: Oh yeah, man! Yeah, you got the uh, palatial <laughs> estates, <In
3: detail>. man. <laughs> you got the Tito on a crib, man.
2: <laughs> no doubt, but no, um, we we bring up we bring up the uh, the homie because uh, it's 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 through him that we even connected, man. Uh, during this whole quarantine thing, he started doing the, the live at fives on on mm-hmm. Instagram, and he just li- literally built a tribe of like minded individuals, uh, hip hop heads, of. Uh, culture conservationist um and we we connected and then i started doing this thing on clubhouse with the with the homies at uh at the flow nightly network uh with the tv bracket and i was like oh my god man I've, i've been wanting to talk to kenny but i gotta talk to him man like we doing this we we about to start talking about a lot of the stuff he had his hands all over i was like man who who better to talk to um and then one of the homies, man. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Cam. She had, she had a great question mm. that I'm going to bring up to you later when we. She, she posed a question not knowing I was even going to talk to you tonight, but I'm going to bring it up to you when we get when we get later on into this interview. Okay, right um, on, right on. Yeah, man. But no, man. I'm, just, I'm just happy to be here. So I mean, let let us get right into it, man. vibe uh, we uh, we we got we got this man here. Mm-hmm. uh like i said in the in the intro he he's had his hands all over the culture so mm-hmm. let's cut kind of, let's kind of get into it man um let's start let's start with hip hop though
3: right
2: on right on of course what we 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 talked to all our guests and we talked about the radioactive spider what was the what what bit you <laughs> what was the radioactive spider in hip hop that got you into it
3: yo it was my man it was two people it was my man peter mckee um and he he popped in a cold crust tape one day we was just playing ball in his driveway and and he popped a cold crust tape in man it was like 80 79 i'd heard hip-hop before um but he popped his cold crust tape in man and in particular when i heard kaz the first time
0: and shout out and, to the and, legend grandmaster and, kaz. To, to the legend
3: man that's big bro man and and i felt like like there's a couple of artists man like that that Every everyone probably has these these, these artists in their life and in their heart and their minds. But you have certain artists, man, you feel are speaking directly to you. They, they're speaking to everyone, but they like, yo, he wrote that shit for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I, I like think, like how does this cat know the way I'm thinking? And that's the way I felt with Kaz. And it's like I was I was shy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, I was always kind of on the outskirts on the outskirts of the cycle. So dudes I saw kicking, it was like, man, those are my heroes. Like Kaz was dope. Mm-hmm. But when I heard Kaz... When I heard Kaz uh, spit his rhymes and he was telling stories and he was being funny, he wasn't just, you know, like bragging about the shit. Then I'm like, yo man, there's a voice, I could be heard. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I was hooked. And, I'm like, and then I wrote my first, I remember I wrote a rhyme. My first, I still remember that shit too. And and it was horrible, but it was, it was, it was horribly dope at the same time. It was like, it was based on Something that Kaz wrote, and I mean, and Kaz when he wrote "Event," I was just like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> I mean, man, yo, with the with the punchline when he says, "Yo, uh, Kaz, somebody's coming." I said, "Yeah, me."
1: Yeah, yo, bro, I,
3: was, <laughs> I think that's what I realized what "coming" was for the first time. Like right. I didn't know what that shit was. You know what I'm saying? I had to kind of look it up in encyclopedia or talk to niggas on the street. Right, but but yo, that was it for me. That was like the that was like the my epiphany in hip hop, man. It's like I remember what the sun looked like that day. It was hot outside. I had a pair of ponies on. i never forget that shit. And, and I remember I was stuck. I remember. And, and I didn't like, how do you get it? Where do I get one of them tapes? And where do I see them? And who are they? Are they alive? Where's the Bronx? And you know what I'm saying? Like, I was asking <laughs> a million and one questions. And, and then, like, everything just started falling into place, man. And ironically, I grew up on Long Island. And, and at the time, I didn't even realize it. But I was playing ball every day. With Rock Kim, because Rock Kim was like two, three years younger than me. And, and he was real good friend <laughs> with my cousin. And around him, when my nickname is Putty, and his name is, is is Pop. And and you know, he was a real good football player. Rock Kim got real big hands. He's a good football player. He's a quarterback. And and he knew me from playing basketball. And I knew him from playing football. And I used to box too. And and we used to, you know, we used to always chop. You know what's crazy? This real quick little sidebar Rock Kim. He got this crazy, the best catalog. You know, everyone arguably the best MC ever. And there's, there's one song that I hear. Every time I hear the song, I think a rock him has nothing to do with hip hop. And, and every, we said, from Wine Dance Long Island, we had a, a, a annual, like a family reunion slash barbecue weekend called Wine Dance Day. And there's one particular Wine Dance Day. They're waiting for everybody to get set up and the DJ booth was there, the BLS DJ van was there. Eric B, as a matter of fact, coincident. It's before Eric and Rob was together. Yeah. And Eric, the first song that he played was Boogie Oogie Oogie, and me and Rob were talking, and we were like, the speakers were right behind us, and boom, 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 with that big bass line, and it scared the shit out of us. And it's like, we always laugh at that shit to this day. All of the songs in the world, the first song, and every time I hear Boogie Oogie Oogie, I think of rock Wow. And he'd be, he be like, yo, buddy, man. Remember that time? We was like, I was like, yeah, bro, I remember that shit, man. And, and so that's like our connection, man. It's like every time we see each other, you know, we, I haven't seen them in, you know, in a minute, but every time we see each other, man, it's always that, yo, Boogie Oogie Oogie's our song. Like, yeah, bro, that's weird. That's, that's dope, but it's weird and shit, like. But yeah, man, so y'all, it, it was <laughs> just, just to Just to take it one step back, man, that, it was Kaz, man and and our shit is so crazy our culture is so amazingly inclusive and dope and, yeah. and 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 touchable and relatable it's like kaz is my man now like that's my man like i can get kaz on the phone right now like you know what i'm saying back in the 60s my mother couldn't just go hang out with Diana ross you know what i'm saying she couldn't just go hang out with you know whoever it's like i can call kaz right now and go hang out with my man you know what i'm saying and like wow. and 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 chop it up with him. And we taught I mean, you know, and I got stories with Cass Like that's like big bro. You know what I'm saying? Like he he took care of me on more than one occasion. I looked out for him on more than one occasion. Like it's like that. Who would have ever known I'm playing ball, my man Peter McKean, in, in you know, in his in his driveway playing ball when I first heard his voice and how he would, you know, have the impact on me. Even today as a grown ass man, my career's been great, you know what I'm saying? But he's still Cass is still like, dang,
2: he's still fucking me up. Damn. He doesn't get talked about enough, man. He to me, like I, I, I consider myself a a, a student of hip hop.
1: Sure, um, yeah.
2: To me, he's the first great MC. Yeah,
1: like I agree. there were a
2: lot of there were a lot. There's obviously there's a lot of great MCs throughout the history. To me, he's the first great. He's the line. Like like you have like different lines where where everything changed. He's yes. the first. He's yes. the first line. It's like him. Then it's like Rakim. Nah, mm-hmm. you know you got those those. Those once, where so once in a lifetime, the gen- this yeah.
3: generation, then the next
2: generation, then the next yeah. generation, mm-hmm. and and he he is that to the point where like like everybody like we talked to a bunch of people and we we've listened to a bunch of stories. Everybody talks about rappers delight, and mm-hmm. for those that don't know, Big bang and Hank is rapping you know Grandmaster Caz words Straight to the point book. where he spells his name. He spells Grandmaster cas name. Out the book. and I remember the first time. Like I was putting it together in my mind what he was spelling, I was like, oh maybe that's something he called it. But then when I realized, <laughs> right. like yo, it I was, was like, this it. is the craziest shit ever. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. man. But yo, yeah, 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 man. Shout out yo. to Grandmaster Caz, man. And um, yo, let me it, yo, let
3: me tell you another quick story. Let me give another. quick yeah. let, me, let me give you a big bank hang joint. So I'm, I'm matter of fact, where was I? I was in okay, I was in LA, and 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 I went to go see Mep. Mep is my man. Mep was in a hotel and shit. And so I'm in a hotel, and we up there. Hold on, hold on. hold on,
2: hold on, hold on, real quick. You just yeah. said that real nationality. You are talking about Method Man, right? Yes, that's my man. That's my man. Oh, okay, dad. all right, yeah, all right. Just just so just so the people are clear. Well, continue.
0: <laughs> H- 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 Hempstead in the house, right?
3: Yeah. Hempstead, original Hempstead. That's right. Yes, sir. And uh, so you know, I'm, I'm chilling with meth, and, and you know, I'm I'm smoked out, and I'm leaving. And at the time, you know, I'm doing well. I'm on a Martin show, and I'm doing well. I had a you know real nice bands and shit downstairs. So I get on the elevator. And I step on the elevator, of Holofield is on the elevator, him and I somebody else. Hey, what's up, champ? How you doing? And I'm smoked off my, you know, I'm still giving the champ love. And I'm a Tyson guy, of course. Um, so we go down a couple of more floors, and, and Sugar Hill Gang gets on, right? Yeah, the whole Sugar Hill Gang gets on, and, and everybody, kumbaya, everybody speaking. They didn't speak. Everybody, Wonder uh, uh, Mike spoke to me, Master G spoke to me, the man, Big Bang, Hank, can't speak to me. He ain't stay shit. And I made notice. It' like okay, all right, all right. So in the, you know, Cass is my man. So in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm low key. I'm like, fuck you anyway. So
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we get we get downstairs. Okay, now look, I'm not trying to flaws. I'm just. It is what it is. I had a nice car. And and you know how like when you pull up to a spot, sometimes they leave the nicer cars where they're visible, so they can see them in the front or whatever. So my ship was right there in front. And, and I knew the dude because I had been, you know, to the hotel. That's when I never on the Martin show. Stay, it was staying at Universal Sheraton. That's where I met for it. And so, I, you know, the dude knew me and my car was right out front. So he tossed me the keys. I gave him his tip. And, you know, I, you know, powered my shit on. And so the, everyone else was like, oh, I see you. I see you. I see you. For the first fucking time, your man Hank want to be like, where the fuck you get a call like that? And I swear, I don't know what Yo. it was, but like I, I I turned right to him I said, I ain't get a biting lives, motherfucker. Oh man. And, <laughs> you know, yeah and and, and and Wonder Mike, Master G, Van Holyfield I didn't get it. I don't think he get. I don't think he ain't he no head like that. But they fucking busted out oh, loud. And I got I, you know, I started my shit up and I went home that night, that night. It was late fucking night too. It was like, it's on the West Coast, maybe like eleven, it was like two in the morning I called Caz that night. I yeah. called him that night. He picked up, kind of groggy. I told him the story I just told you and shit. He was like, "Man, that's why I love you, nigga. That's why I love you and shit." <laughs> that's dope. He's, that's like, he's, told, love, he's, man. he's told he told that story a couple of times and shit." And mentioned my name. I was just like, "Yeah, man." And you know, you know, again, God bless the dead. You know, uh, uh, Big Hank, man. But yo, man, nah, man. I, nah, that's 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 Big Bro, man. You you jerked him, son. We don't do that, man. You know, we don't do that shit, man. We don't do that. And, and to Kaz's credit, to Kaz's credit, real spit. This the best thing I got out of him with all that. Yo, he was never like he never even did no shit like that that I did. Right, right. He never he never really shitted on him, never really bad mouthed him. You know what I'm saying? Always gave him love. Like one of his Hank's the last pictures is they they was hugging each other. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's you know that's that's a lot about Cavs man. Cause I, I wouldn't he better than me. Yeah, you know
2: what I'm <laughs> word.
3: <laughs> he better than me. Yo, Phil, I would have been nah man. Fuck that. Nigga. I ain't taking no picture. I ain't, I ain't shaking your hand. I'm not even going. I'm not even going. I don't like nobody named Hank you know what I'm saying I, 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 right? <laughs> nothing I got nothing to say to you man but nah that, that's it's layers to this shit you know what I'm saying and it's yeah. like that's that's the way you like in, in Islam man you say smiling at your brother's charity and defending your brother's charity as well man so I felt like I did something for my brother man just you know you gonna get slick out your mouth the low key nigga I got this car writing fucking scripts I was inspired to write scripts by a nigga who you stole rhymes from right Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? So so, step off, man. But you know, and, and and eat my dust, as Martin would say. Eat my <laughs> Yo, Evet, uh, y- um, that song in particular, and then Kaz mm-hmm. just as a whole um, is has been starting to get a little bit more love when you're hearing about MCs and where they really like found their love for for writing and when they realized like you said, like a lot of the MCing back then was about I do this on the mic, I do that on the mic, I do this mm-hmm. on the mic and and kaz was instrumental in bringing in like that storytelling bringing in mm-hmm. some levity you know oh, yeah, to it. Yes. and, and yes. you know like um will smith credits kaz would be his mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Idol, mm-hmm. idol um and in you the know, new book yep. yeah and yeah, that was something yep. that that helped him um kind of get the whole fresh prince persona yeah, just that you know, yeah, that, yeah, you know so. that whole storytelling, and you can see it. Mm-hmm. And parents don't understand, and you know um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all the things. Girls of the world, yeah, yeah all yeah. the same. yep, all the same. That's all Cavs right there. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I I one one thing that I, I kind of it, it was dope when Jay did it. It just would have been even doper if um uh you know I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. Mm-hmm. We got that right, Kenny. Yep, yep. like we got yep. that. We understood yes, what sir. that meant. Yes. But to a lot of people, casual and even you know novice or just on the outside, mm-hmm. like they, the they don't quite get it. You know what I'm saying? They right. like what the right. what the move? You know, like so you know it just this that step further to kind of say Kaz in the Cold Crush or whatever like that would. Mm-hmm. Cool. Or had him in the video, that yeah, would be dope, right? Or something like right. that, but something, something, but right. it was, but well. it still was good though, because that's a part of our lexicon now. Like, we, we talk yeah, about was, you know, charging these what they did to the, cold, the cold, exactly. It really was, it really was messed up when you think about man, it, man. still, yo, and one of, my, one of my works of passion, man, God
3: will man. One day, man, and Kaz knows this, we talked about this a couple of times. I sent him some stuff, man. I'm like, I want to tell a cold crust story, man. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to tell that story, man. Like, I'm, I'm a comedy writer, you know, and I like, I got. But a dramatic side in me, and 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 I would like. I, actually, I'm writing. I'm going to write that with Cas one day. Like we had nice. talked about it, and you know, when when the opportunity presents. Matter of fact, we're supposed to hook up this year, and okay. then kind of like have some shit out. You know, like yeah, we got producers, we got people attached that's interested because people know the
0: story, like you said. So, there's God an audience, willing, man, there's an yeah, for it, man. We would love to see
2: that. Oh yeah,
3: and man, bro, man, bro. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I've I been, I've been on this literally.
0: I remember when.
3: The CW and UPN was a network, mm-hmm. and I remember mm-hmm. pitching it to them, like pitching what was later to become like the Get Down, okay. on on Netflix. And it's like, Kaz saw my cast has the original. My shit was called back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was basically Grandmaster Cas. And and I still got the script right now. I send it to y'all. Matter of fact, check it out, y'all. You nice. know, all can put eyes on it. It's just yeah. you know, it's something I'm proud of, man. It's gonna happen one of these days. The God willing, oh, it's
2: yeah. gonna happen. Oh man, Oh, it's definitely gonna happen. In, mm-hmm. in- if, if you need two extras to be in the back, we, we can. We can <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, on. we be yes in the back. Hey,
0: hey, my pop lock's still serious, Phil. Oh, I, <laughs> still, I still can keep um. going, man. Man, up, I almost man. broke Frank my David. neck
2: trying to uh, trying to be Crazy Legs, but you know I I, I do it for the cause, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
3: I'm I got y'all, y'all there. Consider that dumb baby. Come on, <laughs> no now, doubt, now, man. Now, now I'm really gonna sell this joint just to see that shit. <laughs> oh no, like no,
2: like I I love this shit, man. So like I mean, yeah, bro. we we, we are we are 20 minutes in. We got we got Rock playing hoops with Rock you know, uh, you know, uh, ready to brawl uh, a rap legend for another rap legend. You, you know, know they, 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 we didn't even we didn't even get to the
0: shit that we got you here for. This is awesome. <laughs> right on. I mean, but so one thing before before we move on, one, one last thing, uh, a part of your origin story, man. We talked to a lot of people. Obviously, um, you know, we, we mentioned Tor, and you know, he he gets the um, the privilege of. Of repping Brooklyn, you know Coney Island, and be exact to the fullest. But you also get the privilege of of of, of repping, you know Long Island. Like I don't think people really give Long Island the credit um, that it deserves in terms of being, you know, uh, architects of of our culture. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Like, how do you feel about that?
3: Yo, man, I'm I'm proud to be a Long Islander, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like like i, I and I love listing the MCs that came from Strong Island. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, from, let's do it. Well, yeah, you know what I'm in, saying? It's a
2: <laughs> We e- got e- Rakim, e- as as e- as e- mentioned, We got EPMD. EPMD. We got we got Buster Rhymes. Even though he he grew up in Brooklyn, but we we go we go count Buster. You got
3: Daylight in Uniondale, to be specific. Mm. Yes, I know where you. I, I know I know people that, that that know people that know people that knew people. Right. So yeah, that's that's Buster, and that's that's yeah. yes, that's Lee. we got Daylight, Daylight, all from, yeah. from and Amityville. Keith Murray, Keith Murray, Central Iceland. Central Island,
2: even though I'm smiling. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> yo, I K, mean K Solo. K Solo. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it, it, it 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 gets heavy. Yeah. Bro. Like long, long Island is serious Freddie Fox. You, huh? Freddie Fo- oh. Fox. Bumpy Bumpy yeah. Nuppies. Bumpy mhm. Mm-hmm. Yo. Yep. That yo,
3: love
1: that dude, man. I mean Bump
3: me and me, me and Bump, that's day one right there. Me and Bump's day one. Like he he's the first one. He's literally my first friend that knew I had a dream to be a writer. Okay. He's, he's my first, he's the first person I ever told I want to be a writer. My first friend. And he and, and, and Fox wrote, matter of fact, he pissed the idea to me that we we're working on this matter of fact. Man, and nice. and yeah, he he's that's that's my dude, man. That's my day one, man. His brother Taeem was my best friend. Okay. Taheem, we lost Taheem 20 22 years ago, just the other day. Oh 22 years ago, man. I think I don't even know, maybe it's not even that long. Yeah, yeah, it's about twenty-two joints, man. Yeah, that was my best friend, man, and like Fox, Fox and I day one, man. He was the first dude I told that I wanted to be a writer. And I actually drove him to the Long Island Railroad train station, gave him the last money that I had in my pocket, drove my mother's Cutler Supreme, dropped him off. He caught the train to go meet with producers the very first time he put something down, wow. Tony, these two producers, Tony and you, they lived in Queens. I forget, they laughed at were brothers and shit. And, uh, and he, he drove out there and he psh- and that dude
2: been
1: in it ever since man like, that's my
2: dude man that's that, my, that man. dude's a legend he's he's super important to to our story because one of our very first guests was uh wendy day and mm-hmm. and she, mm-hmm. she 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 uh managed Freddie early on and you know they mm-hmm. have a, they have a real great relationship but also mm-hmm. one of the best shows we ever went to Fox was there at, at the Roxy and then just just different stuff. In fact, I literally listened to I Love with him and MOP today. Uh we got a I got a I got a playlist of all, all these songs with love in the title and, and I love came on. So like anytime you hear Fox, man, you know, tell tell him from us. Thank you for MC. Yes, sir. I, I, will, mean, I will.
3: I will. I will. Don't um, do it. Too, man.
0: Yo, he did a song. Yeah.
3: He, he, he did a song for me one time, man. We was in a studio. He just came to LA. He was chilling. And, and, you know, we he doing his thing. And I saw his process, which I would never seen before. And I'm, I was blown away by that shit. And, and I ended up leaving, going to the crib or, you know, going to what I think was a fight on that night. And I went to the crib and watch the, the fight. So the next day he came through. Matter of fact, no, the next day, me and Eric went to Roscoe's. And, and Eric B's thing at Roscoe's is he orders six chicken legs and, and two waffles. That's like his every fucking time you go to Roscoe's, that's Eric B's shit. And, and I laugh in his face every time we crack up. <laughs> and they came, they, we went to Roscoe's and on the way back they dropped me off at the crib, they you know was gonna drop me off the crib and he played the song that he did for me, man. And he talked about my son and my mother and like yo man, like made me cry, man, like made his brother cry. It was a, like a tribute, man. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, damn, man. He's like, yeah, bro. I was so, it, man. Like cause he was he said he was so inspired by me coming, you know, like being in the studio with him for the first time in like 30 years, you know what I'm saying? It's like he's been doing all the shit that he's been doing. And, and 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 I still got it, man. And it's just like that's my buried at me with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's my that's my anthem, man. When y'all standing over me, man, that's gonna be it right there. That's that's my joint. So that's that's how close we are. Yeah, that's why right. that's how
2: close we are. That's my dude, man. Man, salute yeah. salute the uh bumpy nuts, uh yes, and, yes, and all the MCs out of Long Island, man. Uh we, we uh, They often talk about the, the five boroughs. They, they often forget about Long Island, but you can't, mm-hmm. you can't tell the story of hip-hop without it. Man, come on. Come on, P.E., just P.E. alone.
0: Yeah. Come and, then, the and, then, and, then, and then just just add two other ones. I mean, even though they rep different boroughs, like we mentioned, Matt from Hempstead, and they're also mm-hmm. Prodigy, too. Yep. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, a couple of Chita Shanti from out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know we we spread the wings a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm a baby mom to be.
0: Get in line, man. Get in line.
1: Oh
2: yeah, man. that 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 line is around the earth. <laughs> <laughs> around
0: the earth. That's the circumference, man. That's right. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, man. So I mean, like your 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 origin story is incredible. Your you you're like, you. It, it it feels like almost like like Forrest Gump starting out like like you just connected to everything like like yeah, like bro. I said we we started with Rock Kim we we had Bumpy Nuts and mm-hmm. like you just getting started like so like what did like you mentioned you wrote a rhyme did you ever try to like really rap rap like did you try to record anything
3: Nah nah uh, uh, nah we the closer I ever got. Like you know dudes had different equipment and you know and they might be down in the basement like the like one of the the, the one of my dj growing up like my personal everybody got their personal dj around the hood that we grew up with. was my man dj cool breeze and breeze lived the block from the, my i was raised by my grandmother and, and breeze lived the block from my grandmother and so i would hear breeze i would hear his music i would hear broad i would hear sing sing and i would hear you know drummers beat love is the message and it was like you know like Pepe Le Pew would like float through the air with the aroma. <laughs> <laughs> like the beat would just take me, man. And I would float the next block, man. And, and it would be many a days, man. Like I would be in a backyard and we in a B-boy stands, just, you know, standing over Breeze watching them cut up. And, and it'd be like myself. Oh, oh can't forget my man. Going back to Long Island, my man Dow Chill, Mitchell Groovy Chill. Um, and, and Chill used to be, my man Chill used to be back there. Rakim used to be there. And we would give each other a pound not say a word, and just, like, be out there for, like, an hour, just watching Breeze cut up. And, like, you know, everyone knew each other in the neighborhood. Everybody knew each other. Parents, everybody, everybody auntie, everybody's cousins, everybody knew everybody, everybody. And and so, yeah, man, like, that was growing up out there. And, and, it, it, and like, it was like we knew it wasn't the city, but we it was a certain energy, man, that we had. And, and it was always kind of like, like the little brother that had to prove itself every time, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, we got, we, like, yo, here's the thing. I remember going to play ball and it's like, you know, we going to Manhattan or, you know, we, we play niggas from Harlem. We play, you know, cats from Brooklyn. Like, they look at us like, these niggas can't ball. But by the time we left, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, but matter of fact, and again, not, not getting too ahead of myself, but I was a starting shooting guard on the 1983 state Class A champions on, you know, North Babylon High School in Long Island. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, everyone that played in that game played division one ball. Wow, okay. Yeah, you know what oh, I'm saying? Crazy. Like it was it was like Big East High School. That's what we call it. Everybody played like AC, my man Russ went to NC State, my man Doug Brown went to Syracuse, my man Bobby Brown went to Hofstra. I went to Howard, my man Mike went to Colgate, Billy Donovan, head coach of the Bulls, we played against him, he was my year. Mark Jackson, Kenny Smith, Kenny Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, that was all Kurt- <laughs> Curtis Aiken. Uh yeah, that was that year. Kenny Smith and Mark was the two point guards. I oh, mean, who else? Rich Radar that's Anderson, insane, yo. Psh, man. And, and yo, the dope nicknames from back then. Oh my God, Radar Anderson, Meathead, uh, Action <laughs> Jackson, <laughs> the Jet. You know what I'm saying, like, man? My man Russ Pierre. They call him the franchise man. But I can go on and on. That's a whole nother... That's that's yeah. That's whole, oh. that's like sneaker basketball and sneakers. That's a whole nother yeah yeah that's a whole oh, another
2: joke. oh you you speak in our language man that's yeah that's, like, that's, that's, that's that's a that's a
3: whole nother interview i already know i already know
2: yeah dude, we're, we're, man
1: <laughs> yo
2: yeah. i mean we, we 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 can talk about it i mean i already i already feel like man we this, this is going to be a a series it, it feel yeah, like yeah. but no I'm, man uh, um
0: yeah here's here's another thing too just to just uh kind of button that that point up about um long island strong island Mm -hmm. Like we're seeing it now too uh, with Griselda, like when you talk about the five boroughs, it's so easy for them to kind of galvanize amongst each other and say New York City, but Mm -hmm. when it's undeniable, Mm-hmm. And they start claiming. Right. So <laughs> right. 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 Like, right. Griselda's all the way up in Buffalo, hours away. Right. Almost <laughs> from Canada. Right. But it's New York now because right. of how tough they were. And yes. you can see, see that with De La, with Ra, mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. With, BMD, yes. with you know, with all those acts that we named. Like, yeah, they right. we're at their peak, P.E., you know, included when, mm-hmm. when they were at their peak. It wasn't no ah, oh, you know they they from Long Island. It was no, it's, it's the whole New York, you know. Like, they they, like they, yo, they
3: represent, represent, they represent. represent.
2: Same, same mm-hmm. thing with Yonkers, like
0: with yeah. the Locks and Mary yeah. and X. Yeah, yeah. You, X. Know,
2: you you it was it was so undeniable, like you you know when you gain that
0: respect. <laughs> you put your arms around them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yo, look,
2: ironically, look,
3: X, X got, got roots up in Buffalo. And, and yeah, yeah what so I understand, said, Like yeah, yeah, like he he. I, I know his first, you know, his family. And they grew up like four or five houses from Rick James's family. Wow. Which is crazy. Like they're all on <laughs> that same black and block. Yeah, yeah bro, Swiss, Swiss said
0: it. he used to, uh, he used to lay, uh, X kind of used to lay low out there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kind of get yeah. away from everything. he go to yep. Buffalo. That's a yeah. wild spot to
2: lay low. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, know. for real. Like, like <laughs> I, 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 I'm assuming you've been to Buffalo, Kenny. I don't know if you've yes. been there. Bob. I have not. That, yeah. that, that is just think like, your, your like X, 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 X stands in
1: New Jersey. It's yeah. like Buffalo.
2: yes. How yo, and, and how how is how is X
3: not stand out in Buffalo, right? Of all, you're like X. Like X stands out wherever the fuck he goes, but, but Buffalo
2: right. of all places. Yeah, they, yeah. Think you about it. Look, look who look, look look. When you see West Side, you can see like uh, oh, it's just you know yeah. When, when yeah. West Side so flamboyant. Like <laughs> like like X and then like you know it's just. Like Buffalo is a wild city. I I've been through there a couple times. Yes. It's 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 official tissue in Buffalo. Shout out, shout out to uh everybody up there, man. Yeah, bro. Um yeah, man. Uh he holders we got we got my main man, man, we got we got, we got Kenny in the building, man. I'm 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 exhausted already, man. Like I, <laughs> like if you if you told me it was over right now, I'm I'm good to go. But no, seriously though, we're we gonna we're gonna hip hop it is is so vast that mm-hmm. it, in in my lifetime I have seen it to where it was almost invisible on television to it being everything to where Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble are rapping. To where, Mm -hmm. just as 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 we record this, the day before the biggest watched event in the world, the Super Bowl,
3: yes,
2: (laughs) featured Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Fifty Cent, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, you know, yeah, everything is hip hop. You know, yep, yep, you know. So you have a whole lot to do with that. Whether 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 you want to take the credit for it or not, I'm telling you, you have a whole lot to do with that. With some of the things that you put your hands on, um, where where did you even get the idea or 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 the 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 itch to be like, yo, I want I want to. Not only do I want to write, I want to write Mm -hmm. for television. September
3: 1970. I'm 56. I was born 1965. September 1972, Friday night, eight o'clock. NBC. I, I want to say it's like September 9th, September 22nd. But we used to watch Sanford and Son, you know, every Friday. And, 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 and yep, I'm already, I'm already seeing them. And bruh, and I want, I'm, I wear size extra large, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bruh, I, I, this particular episode, and in, in Sanford and Son, they always would run the credits, the written by, during the, you know, the opening credits. And I just made a point, and I saw the name Richard Pry and Paul Mooney. and I'd heard about Richard Pry because Lady Sings the Blues had just came out, and I didn't know Paul Moon, and it was an episode called The Dowry, where uh, Fred's cousin comes into town with his new wife, and they have a you know a daughter who's you know yeah. heavyset. yes, and when she marries, she gets a ten thousand dollar dowry, so of course Fred tries to hook Lamont up so he can get his hands on the money. And it's just full of fat jokes, and it was just funny. And I remember after that, because Chico on a Man came on at 8.30. 7.30 <laughs> gong, 7.30 gong show, 8 o'clock Sam and the Sun, 8.30 Chico on a Man, 9 o'clock Rockford Files.
1: And oh, Rockford Files, let's go. Rockford Files, man.
3: <laughs> and, and I remember turning to my mother as the closing credits for music was playing, Quincy Jones' music was playing, and I said, Mom, I want to be a writer. And she was smoking a cigarette, putting a cigarette out, and potato chips. And She's like, she kind of looked at me because back then everybody wanted to be Muhammad Ali. Everybody wanted to be, you know, Reggie Jackson. Everybody wanted to be, you know, Tom Siebel, whoever it was, man. But I was like, yo, I want to I be a writer. She kind of gave me a look. And, and that's, and I just, I, I left it there. It was, I just left it right there. And I was 72. So there's no, I'm, I'm from wine. There's studios out there. So I was just, what I did was this, man. My mother, God bless her, man. She don't even know what she did. I, I didn't even know what she did. But she got me a a Radio Shack tape recorder, Just a regular, the regular flat shits, just a regular with the five buttons on that shit. And and bought me one like T D K or one tandy cassette tape.
2: Oh, Tandy. And that was the Radio Shack brand. Yep, the Radio Shack. I used Shack to work
3: Broadway. at Radio Shack. <laughs> Shack. Yeah, bro. I, I, I used to steal from Radio Shack, 103rd and Broadway.
2: I used to steal from Radio Shack too. I love it
3: working. <there>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bro, that's yeah, yeah, allegedly. That's what I heard. I, it ain't got me on, on video. But um, mm-hmm. um, she had bought me this one cassette tape, man. And every Friday, this was before VCRs, before DVR, before any of that shit, um, before even Betamax. Mm. Like, it was just cassette tape, man. And I, I used to set my, my tape recorder up and record the audio of every episode of Sanford and Son. And I would listen to that every day from Friday... Wake up Saturday, listen to it, listen to it, Sunday, Monday, all the way to the next Friday, and I then see. tape the next episode over. And then on the other side, the flip side, a couple of years later, and that's how long I had that little tape recording, this one cassette tape. I think maybe I got another tape along the way because that one popped or whatever. But later on, because for the Sun came on 72 to 77, 1972 to 1977, and Good Times came on from 74 to 79. So the first two years, I'm just doing all like mixed games on one side of the thing, and Sam for the Sun and the other time, just, you know, every week I'm doing Sam for the Sun episodes and listening low key learning timing and, and, and how to tell a joke and how to set up a joke. So even when I watch old reruns now, it'll take me right back. I remember taking this, I remember recording this. I remember listening to this with my grandmother making her laugh because I could quote it verbatim. And I was unwittingly studying how to write a script and how to, you know, structure, and, you know, all of that. And, and, and flipped the tape over on Wednesday night when Good Times came on, started coming on in 74. And, and did that for a couple of years, man. And then graduated high school, went to Howard. Um, didn't, I, I studied journalism. I wasn't learning what I wanted to learn. I, I was more creative and. You know, I, 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 hip hop was in me, man. I, you know, you couldn't confine me. I, I had my own idea about what I wanted to do. And I'm still remembering Paul Mooney, Richard Pryor. And, uh, and I remember leaving school, man. This was like 86. And I remember, and again, I'm a baseball guy too. I remember the 86 Mets being my team and being out. And he just did. I had a dope ass documentary on 86 Mets. And so that took me right yeah. back. And we uh, talked about that with Mike Geronimo. Oh man, bro, man. Mike G. That's my guy too man yeah microphone.
2: we we talked we talked we he, he it had just came out when, when we was on with us but, man. but yeah i'm sorry continue
3: yes sir yes sir and uh i remember that summer i i did this the thing I, this is this where my radio shack time comes in um i was actually i was in school i was at howard i lived off campus because i was doing some things that afforded me an apartment off campus and uh I and like i kind of. Yeah, and I kind of, you know, got a little distracted with school. wasn't wasn't really interested in school as it was anyway. Kind of got a little distracted. So, and I bought a plane ticket uh, to go to California, and a one way one way plane ticket to go to California. And my apartment got broken into, and they took everything. I was living on two. I was live at two hundred one I Street, Southwest DC, and they broke into my shit, took everything. Man, somehow, some way, they did not get my plane ticket and I had this one-way plane ticket. So I, I, it's funny, man, because I remember the, the ticket was from DC. I had to fly to JFK in New York and then from New York to LA. So I had a chance to see my mother. I told her I was coming in. I sent my mother to the airport. She gave me like a little package. This before you can actually add some other shit,
1: yeah. you know, onto your <laughs> existing,
3: in your car or whatever. And got some shit from her and flew out to Cali. And I stayed with my cousins. And my cousins were, my cousin was now Roger's mother. Cause now Rogers is my cousin, and my aunt Beverly, and yeah, and in Redondo Beach, California, right. So I'm thinking, oh man, Redondo Beach, man, it's got beach and this shit, it's dope. Redondo, okay, I don't know how to say that, spell that shit, but that shit is dope. Redondo Beach, California. And I got out there, and and the the people that I was staying with, aside from my aunt Beverly, everyone was smoked out. Everyone was smoked out. In, in my room, I had to, I had to Who share with. 86. It's the 86. This, 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 that's, that's the room I was in. I got a picture of the outside of the place I stayed in. Beautiful crib. Um Marlon Jackson from the Jackson Pride had a house like three three doors down. But this is 86, this is the height of you know, crack with this is snowfall. This all this shit was really yeah. snowfall. And so it's like they were smoked out. I shared a room with the family dog. And my mattress was, you know, the, the 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 little skinny shit that you put on lawn furniture, the, little, <laughs> the foam padding mm-hmm. that you. That, yeah. that was my mattress for the summer of '86. And I'm picking fleas and shit off me every night, and 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 I was, man, I'm like, I'm doing this shit. I'm out in California, man. I'm trying to, you know, get meetings and trying to get my toe in the door. Nothing has happened. Nothing is fucking happening. So what did I do? I got a job at Radio Shack, and my thinking was this: this this is this is my this was literally my life. I swear to God, this was my life. Steven Spielberg is going to come in, he wants a TV, he's going to buy a TV, I'm going to sell it to him, I'm going to engage him in conversation, and I'm going to get my fucking toe in the door. That's that, that, was my, that was my roll of the dice right there. And rather than Steven Spielberg coming in, there was other customers coming in, and I'm looking at the Mets beat the Astros in the you know, championship series, and not paying attention to the customers, but stealing little radios and shit you know, that I can sell on the side and shit. Again, that's stealing for radio set. What I would do, I'm so fucked up, I would take the garbage out and I would put radios and shit in the garbage and then I would go throw the shit in the dumpster. Everybody would shut down. I would come back go to go home. Go back to take them shits out the motherfuckers dumpster. Man, I went home. I had like a nice little box. And then here's another quick little sidebar. I know I'm all over the place. Do, do you I think, man? I was listening to K-Day. I was in, I'm in Cali. I'm listening to K-Day. And they did a simulcast. This is 86. They did a simulcast from... Damn, I Del Delamo Mall. Del Amo Mall in California and LL performed Rock the Bells at a mall. And I remember listening to that shit, picking fleas off me. Cause I'm in there, you know, with the family dog and, and thinking like, yo, this shit was crazy. I remember recording that shit because I, I had no problem with recording shit because I stole the shit too. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I upgraded from the original Radio Shack shit. Now I had like a little mini box. And uh and I I recorded L recording that shit. And I stayed in California from July 86 until October, the day after the Mets won the World Series. I jumped on a bus for three days, three-day bus ride back to California, back to New York. I got transferred from the California Radio Shack, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, California Radio Shack to the Radio Shack at 103rd and Broadway in Manhattan. Um, Then I got transferred from there to the Radio Shack at the World Trade Center. And then from the World Trade Center I actually I left that, and I went to the Wiz. Um, when I went to the Wiz, one of my co-workers came in one day, and I hadn't been to Howard, you know, in a couple of years. And she came in like, "Yeah, I heard your boy." And I'm bragging this whole time, lying my ass off, y'all, but lying my ass. Off, I'm in Cali. Let me, let me back up. Let me backtrack. When I went to Cali, I dated a girl. I met a girl from London, and we were dating each other. And and she took me to go see this movie called She's Got to Have It. And, and I remember seeing a line around the corner, like, damn, this shit is dope. And it's like, I'm like all oh, these black people, and like, yo, what is this shit? I thought it was a concert or some shit. And, and when I saw the movie, I was stuck. And I was, she was like, yo, what's up? I was like, yo, I gotta get in touch with this dude, man. And that's when my wheel started turning. Like, I started remembering the Sam and Son episode. I started like, okay, this might be it. And so here it is, I'm in California. Saved all my little money, one-way ticket. And a nigga that I feel is going to be the key to me getting in the business in Brooklyn. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So now I got to find my way to get back to the city. And that's why I was like, yo, I'm out of here. I'm going back out there. but back home. Um, transferred to Radio Shack. Transferred to the Wiz at 86th and Broadway. Where right across the street, there was a video dubbing place. Where Dr. Jekyll from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Not Andre Harrell, but... but the other um, Yes, I always always mix the two up, it the two up. but it's, it's my, uh, not Andre, but his partner. And, um, and I'm embarrassed I forget his name now, man. man. That was my man. It'll come to me at 4 in the morning I'll call you on it. But we used to talk a lot, and chop it up. My, home, my, my, uh, my co-worker came in, said that Spike Lee was going to be speaking at Howard. I, had been, I hadn't been to Howard since I left, you know, like earlier that year. Um so I took my mother's Cutler Supreme, again, drove down to Howard, lying my ass off to all my boys, like, yo, Spike is my dude. I had been writing Spike letters this whole time. Not heard nothing back from him, sending him Polaroid shots, everything. Just something trying to get my, my, my toe in the to door, anything to get on. Spike was throwing a party down. He had just finished school days and he was throwing a party for homecoming and EU was performing. So it was Howard homecoming, EU from DC's performance. So it was like 5,000 people at the old post office pavilion. Katie Corner from the Street from the White House. Yep. And <clears throat> crazy people outside. And I had the crazy haircut. The Anthony Mason shit with three lines. I think I had my name carved in the back of my head. <laughs> you know, like the ill shit. I had some flamboyant-ass 86 clothes on. And, and somehow, some way, my man Earl, this the tourade connection, my man Earl from Coney Island, he seen me, and I knew Earl from playing ball. He was like, yo, putty. And I didn't know that he worked for Spike. And so he waved me up front, and I'm talking shit to my boys, and now I'm starting to believe my own lies and shit. And so, like, they, you know, he weighs me in. I was like, yo, yo, what's up, yee, da 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 And then Spike comes over, just the crazy shit. Spike comes over, is like, Kenny Buford. I'm like, oh shit, like, so you did get my fucking letters, you did get all my messages, like, yo, I got all your messages, I got all your letters, all that shit, I've been doing a movie, da 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 da, da. Uh, You know, like, yo. You said you wanted a job, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. He said, yo, my cousin is upstairs selling T-shirts. He's getting swamped. Can you go help him out? I'm like, all right. I went upstairs. His cousin Malcolm, who just did Space Jam 2, Best Band, uh, Girls Trip, Malcolm Lee, my man. Hugged Malcolm, looked at my watch. It was like 1130 at night. Next time I looked at my watch, it was like 330 in the morning. Had to go back to Radio Shack that day before I left D.C. This was on a Saturday night. I left DC on a Saturday night, had to go back. Spike said, give me a call. I'll be back in town on Monday. Get my tracing uh, assistant Tracy Willard a call at 718 624 3703. That was a fucking number. 718
2: 624 3703. Yo. I, I know two phone numbers right now to this day. <laughs> I know two. Right. You know right. a number from 1986. Right. 718 624
3: 3703. And and I called Tracy. Matter of fact, I I got his number. I went back to work that Sunday. I opened up the the store at 11 o'clock. I left D.C. like 6 in the morning. Got back to New York around 10 that morning. Worked at Radio Shack. It was the last day I worked ever in my life. Worked from 11 to 5. The next day, Monday, called Tracy. Set up a meeting for Tuesday. That Tuesday just happened to be the Knicks, Celtics, uh, the Knicks' home open against the Celtics, 1987. My man, Mark Jackson, I played against in high school, was playing for the Knicks. He had just got drafted. He's a rookie. Yeah. I go to interview with Spike all on the same day. So Spike was like, yo, you want to go to the game? And this before he had the courtside, since he was in Yellowstone. And uh, I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go. Hell yeah. So we jumped on the train. By the time we got to the Garden, I was Spike's assistant. And my job was to clean the bathroom at 40 acres. Um, every day after hours and I did I man it wasn't a cleaner bathroom in Brooklyn, man I cleaned the fuck out that back He off the floor in that bathroom and they did I, I did that for two weeks every day for two weeks with the exception uh, exception of Sunday we went on a Saturday and they liked what I did I was never late I was always early uh, you know always asked if I could do more was always had a good attitude made them laugh and they made me permanent they you know it's like i was like the, the staff my you know spikes basically the sister i was a staff you know production assistant at acres. and a week after that this again how everything tied together to ship we love i've been wanting to do this all my life finally got my toe in the door first weekend i fly to chicago and we shoot the commercial spots for the jordan threes my first week you can't tell me shit can't tell me shit yep
1: Yep.
3: <laughs> first three, the first week, and it, it, it it's surreal. This shit was crazy. Kenny. The sneak the sneakers that you saw, not the one Spikes had. Anytime you saw someone holding the shoe, literally holding the shoe, right? That oh, shoe gee. and that shoe ended up leaving with me. Jim Jim Rizwald, the dude who came up with the campaign, the Mars Blackman campaign for the advertising company called Wyden Kennedy. Him and I just became very close. And and you know, I sent him like a bunch of school days hats and t-shirts and sweatshirts and we had a whole bunch of shit. Every time I got some, I sent it to him. And so uh that first week, he was just real, real cool, man. Like he's like, I like you, man. You got a good energy, you're funny, man. But what size shoe you here? And I was just like, nine and a half. He said, he threw me it's just like, like, like uh the, the the what's the commercial The um mean joe green commercial with <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no way the, don't wait, the jersey, jersey, to jersey kids and and like the, the coke commercial motion. yo
2: the coke commercial,
3: bro i think that shit. i bought it i was like oh man and it, and like people were getting killed you know when jordan's later come oh, out really? people were getting robbed i, right, I still got up.
2: the maggot the sports Illustrated sneakers of your life
3: bro yes yes yo and i i had them joints I had the threes, the fours, and the fives four months before everybody, because we did the commercials in November. And the shoes shoes is always released All-Star Weekend in February. Mm-hmm. And and I never had no beef. Not one ounce, not one, you know, not even only, only, only cat that looked sideways at me and he offered to buy my shits was Mike Tyson. I just and I and I think he'd either rob me or or pay me like a million dollars for them shits if he wore the same style. But it was, I did he wore like a size 10 and a half or 11 or whatever it was. And my, you know, I was a size nine and a half, so nah, he, he couldn't fit it. But <laughs> other than that, man, I never had no beef, man. The threes or fours or five. But that first year, man, and like I said, I took care of Jim riswold every time after that. And movie tickets, anytime Spike was through parties, I always made sure that he came. And, and he always made sure, man, that I had. And even to this day, man, like I got, I'm, I'm affiliated with a boxing gym out here. And every year I hit him up, man, like, yo, man, you got any shit laying around He'll Send me a box of, you know, socks. and, Headbands and wristbands, anything for the kids, man. It was write like some nice letter. So that, that's what thirty five year relationship, man. Wow. And, man. Yeah. and I and I'm like that was that's one of my proudest stories of telling. Shit. Like yo, I was I had the Jordan threes to four. Those those that's where they my my favorite joints. Yeah. I was I, I was one of the first dudes at Howard, I got the receipts to the show. That I got pictures of me at Howard University with my Js, the first to Jordan ones, twos. I wasn't a big super fan of, so I ain't, uh, whatever threes, fours, and fives too. I had the, no. those are dear to my heart just you, because you I had you, don't <laughs> you don't even know
2: you don't even know how much the the Jordan three I have a picture from mm. 1988 with me and my mom both wearing the Jordan threes matching and we in DC as a matter of fact that's we great. in DC at a family reunion
3: that's great matching that's shit
2: I'm, I'm gonna that's send it dope. to you
3: that's dope that's dope
2: that that that's sh- that shoe in vibe, Vi- me and me and Bob we went to Hampton the uh the,
1: mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. issue. Right on, right on, right on. <laughs> um, yes, sir.
2: It, no, nobody wins when the family feuds. It's all love in here tonight. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, man. The the three is is a staple for us.
3: Man, like, bro like, Yo, I, like, I put that joint on top of my TV. There was no flat screens back then. I put them shits on top of my TV and I would look at TV and look at my sneakers, look at my TV and look at my sneakers as I fell asleep.
1: Yeah. And
3: and, I, and bro. There's, if you ever look at the Jordan 4 commercial, the Jordan 4 commercials, um, at one point, like Mike dunks, and he hangs on the rim. But naturally, when you dunk, you swing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to dunk without swinging, either You know, forward and, you know, back and forward or side to side. One way or other, he was swinging. So Spike was trying to figure it out. Ernest Dickinson, director of fly, was trying to figure it out. So Spike was like, yo, come here, Kenny. I run over, he's like, yo, I need you to hold Jordan, you know, or hold Mike every time he dunks. So Mike would dunk, and I'm holding Jordan's legs so he won't swing. Grabbing Mike by his legs and hips so he won't swing. And me and Jordan got cool, man. Like, he was a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? The ill shit was I had some ill fucking video shit, some videotape I had on my camcorder, man. And somebody broke into my car and stole that shit, man. Somebody oh. broke in my car stole that shit. Yeah, man, bro, I had so much classic shit. I mean, like me making Mike laugh, like, me trying to sell him my Jordans. Like just being stupid, <laughs> trying to sell him my <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's getting his hair cut and shit, man. It was like he was on the floor, man. And, and one time, uh, Martin came in town. Um, and this was like, I think when we did the campaign for the fives, it's gotta be the shoes, that campaign. And, and and I mean, Martin had Jordan. He, you know, Martin just came through for the day and shit. And he was just kicking it. And he had—I never seen Michael Jordan laugh like i You know, you might say to his Jordan laugh, but he laughing or some shit, man, bro. <sighs> Martin, I ain't never seen one man make another man laugh so hard. Like Jordan had tears, like 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 the meme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how this nigga was crying, man. Behind, behind Martin, man, that shit was so funny, man. But yeah, bro. So that's like I, again, I kind of went, you know, like took it all the way from oh. from that, you know, the the good times. Took it exactly everything.
1: where it
2: needed to go, man. Yo, <laughs>
0: <Right on. laughs> man. Yo, that, yo, that's legendary though. Just from that that post office party with you know and going upstairs mm-hmm. and, and helping Malcolm Lee. Mm-hmm. just everything I mean just you writing the letters for years and then for him to say Kenny Buford like he that's knew insane. me right away bro
3: he knew me
2: right away man I'm like, like how many letters did you me. write him for him to know you like
3: bro I must have wrote between letters leaving messages on his voicemail and sending Polaroids you know, just taking Polaroid pictures, you know, having thinking maybe, you know, okay, fine, you don't need anybody to work for, you, you don't need an assistant. Maybe you need somebody being in your new movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to be in somehow, somewhere. I wasn't trying to be reactive shit. If I, that's what I gotta be, so be it. And I would say, bro, maybe all total, man, like like 20, 25 different, you know, contacts, you know, trying to reach out in various ways and shit. Yeah. I, I and I I don't one thing I never did, I never like crashed, I never went you know, like went to the office. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm glad I didn't because come to find out later, Spike didn't like that shit. Like, he didn't like when people just showed up. He wanted them. And so I was like, man, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't do that shit. But yeah, man, it's was, it was one of those. remember hearing Frankie Crocker. To, oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You he stay hear Mr. Magic. He used to say, persistence overcomes resistance. Whatever he would talk, whatever he would do, his WHBR show, sure he'd always say, persistence overcomes resistance. And I'm like, I, to, I like that. I like that. I like that. Be yourself, but you might find yourself by yourself. He used to always say that. <laughs> and, and and I remember that shit, man. I was like, I gotta be persistent. Gotta be persistent, man. And, and then Spike ended up saying that. That's what it was, man. He's like, he, that's why he knew my name. And then I, I was going to School of Visual Arts at the time, too. I was trying to get, you know, trying to, you know, just kind of brush up on my my my, my craft. And he was impressed with that. And like I said, man, my first week, my first, this is crazy. My first week was the Jordan 3's then that second week we came back to New York and he was doing post-production for school days and that first week they were doing Foley they were doing all of the sound stuff all the sound mixing afterwards and the first person I met was Ozzy Davis second person was Kadeem Hardison we're still friends to this day and the third person I met was Branford Marcellus who was the coolest motherfucker on earth like Branford, like man this like I met him and an hour later he's like yo come on let's fucking go get something to eat like, you know what I'm saying, like, and we drive, he had a sob, and we drove from, from Manhattan to Brooklyn in like 15 minutes, and <laughs> we, we stopped. That's crazy himself. in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was so, I mean, he was, I, I was like, I'm a diver brand for myself, I'm a diver brand, for a diver brand for I kept saying this, I'm a diver brand for myself, he was just cool <laughs> as shit, man. and he just like didn't, like, time lights perfectly, I mean, just like, we flew over the river, the only thing we took the bridge. And and and, and, we, and this was like before, like before Best Buy and all that shit. And he went to like this little, like this boutique electronics store to get like this top line TV. I'll never forget this shit. And it was an overcast day. This was like, like I said, this had to be second week in November, like right before Thanksgiving. So it's, you know, kind of getting chilly and shit. And we go in, he buys this TV, the big humpback joints. And it must've been like a, like a 40 inch big joint nice you know big ass box and shit so i'm you know i'm used to i'm you know i'm spike's assistant now i'm trying i'm used to cleaning toilets and shit so shit you know let me help my man you know load this shit into his car i'm picking bramford's tv up struggling with this shit he's like man yo kb put that shit down let one of these motherfucking white boys get it (laughs) i was like yo i'm gonna love this shit man like (laughs) this the type of shit i got myself into man <laughs> and and, and the white dude came and loaded that shit in the car, man, and Bradford gave him a nice tip. And we went back to the crib. And I the TV was for these two dudes that was living with him. This this, this dude named Keith and this other dude named Premier. And and that was that was game <laughs> <cross>. <laughs> Come on, man. That was the, it's like and I met them for the first time. They lived right off the right off right lafayette Avenue Yep. Ask hey, man. They'll, they'll, they'll do that, they'll do that same shit. I yep. told you,
2: yo. You, you were like Forrest Gump without the leg braces yo yeah
3: like,
1: bro <laughs> like Somebody like, 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 like seriously
2: like
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah bro that was
2: let's, the, let's, let's, let's keep going man yeah.
0: yeah because because so tell us about your uh, cause di- didn't you have uh, uh, like living arrangements that were pretty unique uh, um, you know around us you, work, you work for 40 acres mm-hmm. um um and then you lived in Brooklyn?
3: At the time I was living when I first started working, I was I was with my grandmother still on Long Island. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was catching the train every day.
0: Yeah.
3: Which is not they was impressed that I was never late. You know, I was on time, I was early every time. Yeah. And so I ended up meeting it's funny because again, Spike had season tickets, but they had yellow tickets. And and after that first game, you know, like Spike went into the dressing room and I'm like, oh shit. Like and 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 I remember seeing Patrick Ewing and his boys talking. I know I, I went to Howard with Patrick's sister. We had a couple of classes together. And so I, I went up, introduced myself. He was very humble, very cool. And I ended up talking to one of his boys, his guy named James Atwater, who we went to Georgetown with him. And me and James started kicking it. And come to find out, James had an apartment. Spike's office was at 124 D Avenue. And James had an apartment available, one bedroom apartment at 183 Decalb. And the right DeCalvin called. And so I was like, yo, man, how much is it? And he's like, man, look, you, you Spikes boy, I know you're good for it, you know, just give me a call. And I, so, like, the first <clears throat> like two, three weeks, I went from Jordan threes to uh, school days, Foley and uh, sound mixing, meeting everybody, met Jasmine Guy the following week after that, to getting my own apartment in Brooklyn. And then the, that the first thing that I read, the spike dropped on us. One day, about a month and change into me working there, he dropped everyone. He gave everyone office copies of "Do the Right Thing," so it was called something else. I forget what it was called. Um, but he gave us copies of "Do the Right Thing," and I, I was, I like, I was, I was, I took notes, and I didn't know if I was supposed to or not, but I did, and and. I was like, why has he give it to us, not just to read it? You know what I'm saying? Like if you know, and 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 I had some jokes for him, man. And he ended up putting, he gave me a check for a thousand dollars. And it's the biggest check I had gotten to that point. And I, I I did a lot of the writing, or a lot of the stuff that I gave it ended up being a racial slurs montage. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when when like I used to, because I used to do all the errands and shit. I was, you know, I was a PA, so I was running all over the place. And one day there was an accident. And it was a Chinese dude that hit this African dude or this African lady. And then an Italian dude came over then a Jewish dude came over. It was like an Irish cop came. It was like every fucking New York nationality you can find. And everyone was just like spitting on each other like, fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, you fucking gook. And I mean, I'm like... And I remember going back in the office and telling them that shit. I made it funny. And Spike ended up putting it in and I kind of, I guess, punched it up a little bit. Yeah. And, and, And we were walking... Spike was going somewhere. And I was going, I don't know where I was going. He's like, yo, walk with me. And he pulled out a check right on DeKalb Avenue, like right at the light, across the street. He pulled out a fucking check. And it's $1,000. At first, I thought it was 100 Like, oh shit. And I was like, oh shit, like a key. Man, I took that shit. I don't even think I went back to the office. I took that shit, went straight downtown Brooklyn. But you keep going straight, you're riding downtown Brooklyn. I think I bought like six sweatsuits <laughs> and like some, it's like some sneakers or some shit. <laughs> And, and and it took a girl to juniors or some shit like that. I think my girlfriend, Monique, I took her to juniors or some shit. And then, and then, and then, this is what I forget. That Then that next week, that's when we, the very first music video I ever did, we shot right at Brooklyn Tech High School, right next to 40 Acres Office, was the butt video. Hmm. That was the very first music video I ever did was the butt video. He was cool as shit. Yep. And that night, see, I remember, I just remember every fucking detail. I lived in a moment. That night, you can look at probably it's on the internet somewhere. That night, public enemy had a concert somewhere in I think in Tennessee. And someone had got killed at a concert, like when they were given like a canned food drive or some shit, someone got like stomped or you know, trampled or some shit like that. And, you know, Spike, you know, was was getting cool with Chuck and them because, you know, he wanted them to fight the battle. And this was during we had just finished school days. He's still doing school days, editing school days, and doing the final touches. Everything. He's already starting that ball rolling. And uh, yeah, man. And look at that—it's crazy. I just saw myself on TV <laughs> talking about Def Comedy. Just saw Def Comedy. Yeah, but yeah, man. Like that—that—that—that that, that, that first month was like a whirlwind, man. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we, we started. Um, we did. We started doing the right thing, and. Pre-production and do the right thing. I was out running around doing whatever I was doing. And came into the office, and there was this dude, he had these EK glasses on, you know, USA boxing jacket, and it was hot as hell. And he's sitting at my desk, Was like, yo, Spike, who this dude, who this? Like, you know, like, and I'm I'm feeling myself because you know, I'm spikes Sis. I'm talking shit. Like, who this? And he go Yo, my name is Marge you. And I was like, yo, Ma, yo, I I get my desk? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I kind of had a little chip in my shoulder a little attitude. <clears throat> and and I don't know what it was. I was like, yo, bro, you hungry? Like, I had run out and I, was, I didn't get, I didn't get any, I was like, Yo, you hungry? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, come on, man. I got you for lunch, man. I, I don't know mom from nobody. Just met him. just sitting at my desk, which I didn't appreciate. But come on, man, let's go grab some meat. And we went to Mario's Pizza on DeKalb Avenue. And I got him. You know, like two slices of pizza. And by the time we got back to Forty Acres, we was telling mother jokes and, you know, I'm, I'm snapping on his ears and he's telling me I look like every Puerto Rican and, you know. <laughs> 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 and, and we became the best of friends, like right in that moment, man. And that was the first day to do the right thing. I was in mm, 88, the summer of 88, like shh, May or June of 88, May of 88. And later that night, uh, he told me Martin told me where he was staying, and Spike had a couple of people up, you know, in, in different Brownsville. They had many different Brownsvilles around the neighborhood, and a couple of people up. And so Martin told me where he was staying. I forget the I can take you to the place, but I forget the address. Um, like South Elliot, something like that in Brooklyn. And I get down there. I knock on the door. Who opens the door? As we started my man robin Harris because him and martin were roommates and i used to go down there every single day that we take or didn't tape, one through the right thing and and those two would just go at it and it was the best i never laughed so hard man all my fucking life man they used to go at it and it was the funny i used to peel myself man I, I would go home <laughs> crying people look at me walking down the street like crazy man. And, and and robin was a good dude love martin loved him man he loved martin man like they you know like robin was going to be the original host of Death comedy you know what i'm saying and, i've seen it you know, yeah you know when he passed you know it was like natural for martin to do it um eddie and eddie suggested that you know that martin you know because russell and them came to the stand i mean russell and Stan came, to Eddie, like, yo, who should we get, man? And then the Robin's going, it's like, yo, this this is man, Martin. You know what I'm saying? Like, Martin's the, the young funny cat. And uh, that's when we got that Deaf Comedy Jam. And, and I would, I would, well, I'm, I'm kind of going ahead of myself, you know, going all the way past this. But during the, during the Deaf Comedy Jam years, I did, a, uh, I would go out on stage literally with a pen and pad to kind of look around and take notes of whoever's sitting down. And then I would go back and tell Martin and him and I would write jokes he would go out and tell the jokes and kill, and come back in and write some other shit, and go back and kill. Yeah, so everything that you saw, we like did right on the fly, on the fly, because yeah. he didn't want he, he didn't want people to look at you so crazy, and and you know think that you so crazy was you know like I'm paying for this shit, you do this shit for free on TV, you know what I'm saying? And, you know he was doing uh he had a couple of
2: concert albums and talking you know,
3: shit, just, talking shit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's that's. That's my favorite thing that he's ever done. no, no, no offense, <laughs> uh, bro. I produced that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Honest. No, I that's that's my fa- that's my favorite shit that he did, man. Like every joke in there. Like I, I remember, like when he was talking about like how he wanted to be a boxer, you yeah. know, it, it, until he got hit, he's like, "Give me a fucking Caesar salad, <laughs> <You> know, back <laughs> of Twizzlers, two bus passes."
3: Like, yo, that like, ended up being a boxing episode.
2: Yeah, Winning for a time you heard, uh
3: huh, uh huh, yeah, y'all. Yeah. On, on that, that's my voice on the album with that. Give it up, y'all, for Martin Lawrence. That's me. Okay, right when oh, he comes wow. out, right, right when because and we wanted to get it, just like that nigga's crazy, just like Richard Prize, That nigga's yeah. crazy, and, and and give it a give a big San Francisco round of applause. Come on, y'all, for Mister Richard Pryor. Come on, give it up. And We wanted that, you know, glasses tinkling and you know,
1: yeah, you could hear the
3: silverware and that type of shit, real intimate and shit. And I remember I was we did it at the comedy store, and I was nervous as shit because I'm shy, and I ain't you know I ain't no far. I lived through Martin, man. I could tell you the jokes and you know I can live through him, man. I'm all weekend, man. Just we had to do it like on a Monday night, and all weekend I'm fretting oh, as a Sunday night. So like Martin asked me like on a Thursday, so Friday night I couldn't sleep. Saturday night I couldn't sleep at all. Like I'm practicing my shit, like I'm you know like I'm going to be on Def Comedy Jam, but like all I'm doing is introducing this cat. And so I'm nervous and shit, I'm sweating and shit, I got nice nicest shit on, I'm sweating on in the armpits. And I, I walk out on stage. The first motherfucker I see, the biggest nigga in the world is Shaquille O'Neal. Right there, the biggest thing. I'm like, God damn. I'm looking around, I see everybody looking at me. And I told my first little joke and, and it kind of went over good. Like, oh shit, all right. So I started, you know, I got the ball once and I scored. now I'm thinking every time I touch the ball, I'm, a, I'm like, okay, <laughs> stop me. Man. And Martin, so I'm forgetting that Martin, I'm supposed to be introducing him. So he's nervous, too. Because he's the actual one has got to fucking do an hour-long comedy, you know, and we, we recording an album and shit. So he was like, can, can he be coming the fuck on, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> he yelled at me. And, 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 and quickly, I was just like, give it up, y'all, for Martin Lawrence. And that's what you hear on the album.
0: Okay. That's what you no. hear on
3: the album and shit, yo.
2: I I love I I still have the actual CD around. It. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a find it. I know I I be keeping everything. I have the, yeah, the talking shit CD. That's that's my I love that Drake man. Yeah,
3: thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's yo. like you. are the, the only one. Shit, I wish that shit would have fuck. We'd have more people like you. It'd have been alright.
2: No, 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 man. Well, well, I can speak for me and my friends because this this mm. this is the you know our whole podcast is named Tissue and Tape, but. I recorded it on a cassette tape cuz I didn't have I didn't have a, a man yet. But yep, I had yep, yep. but my step-pop had bought the CD. I I didn't have a man yet so I recorded it on the on a TDK and I had that joint. We would just listen to them joints. We had all the <laughs> The way you recorded Sanford and Son, I yes, recorded yes. I recorded stuff off of I like we had Delirious, we had Raw, we had yes. uh Live at the Sunset Strip, like yep. so we yep. record them off the off the video. So like, and remember, um, Eddie Murphy had did a version of Raw, but he did it on HBO. Yep. So we got like the jokes that's not like he do the
3: uh shit the is Larry not on an Holmes album.
2: joke. Yeah. Yep. He do the Larry Holmes joke that's not in um that's not in Raw. Yes. And um, all of those I like, get the sensation and all that. So we had all of them. We had all um, of them. So we would just listen to this back to back. Shut up,
1: bitch. Shut up!
2: Man. <laughs> 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 yeah, yo. Know, so like, yeah, it was the same thing. So, but no, we listened to that religiously. We knew, like, I could, I could go line from line where, where he's, where he's telling all the different jokes from that joint. Even before you, so crazy. That's still my favorite. Yeah, like, bro. Like, like yeah, that's
3: yo. the one. I enjoy, it, man. We did that shit, man. We actually, it's funny. We got Biff Dawes. You mentioned uh, "Live in a Sunset" script. Biff Dawes, he did a production design on those albums, so I looked him up to do our shit too. And yeah, because I
2: remember like it was like talking shit, but like the 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 eye was it was it looked like it like it ripped. So you, yeah, so because you know you you couldn't spell the word in there, so it looked like it yes. was ripped off. Yeah, yep. it was. It, yeah.
3: East West Records, Sylvia Rome. Yeah, man. We signed to Sylvia Sylvia Rome East West Records, man. She was she was good to us, man. She she let us do what we wanted to do. We did the talking shit, and we did funk it it was called funk it but it's really fuck it yeah and uh and the second one we got nominated for a grammy for the
2: second joint Yeah, and the, 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 the it always be like that like mm-hmm. i look at it like 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 ill again, it was written like he was a superstar for it was written but yeah
1: it's, Il, it's, Il is, the shit.
2: it's yeah but you know and then later on people went back and yes and, yes but talking shit is the one
3: man man yeah i agree bro that was like i i, I enjoyed that shit man between that shit it, like, that came together quick, too, but, you know, like, comedy sets take a long time to develop, you know, like, especially if they're going to be good. And and we, we like, we were on the road, man, and we worked that shit out on the road in addition to doing a You So Crazy set, because that's what he's performing on the road, one that up, be, you know, being You So Crazy. So Sylvia Rohn approached us while we was on the road and, you know, wanted to give us a two-album deal. I was like, yo, Martin, he like, he trusted me with the business side of shit, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, yo, you feel this is a good amount of money? I said, yo, you tell me how much money you're trying to get. You know what I'm saying? And I'll make sure that we get it. And we got it. And we got like, at that point, we got like the highest advance for a comedy album ever. You that know?
2: was what, 93,
3: 92? 95. It was like
2: 95.
3: I think the publishing sure, was
1: 95?
3: I'm pretty sure we recorded in 94 and they released it in 95. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I could be maybe a year off, but I'm pretty no, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. No, it was ninety-three. Yeah. It was nine it was ninety three. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. It was ninety-three. 93 and then and then talking yeah. shit. I mean, uh Funko was ninety-five.
2: Yep. Cause I got yeah. to talk. I got to tell other people.
3: Gotta,
2: <laughs> that's <not laughs> where Big got the joint from.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. gotta
2: tell the way I see it.
0: Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Yo, that's, yeah. that's crazy. That's um that's that's your man Keith in Premier. Like that's yep. that's funny yeah. how it comes full circle. yep full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yep. Wow! Yeah, bro. Yo, that's and, uh, yo, that's nuts, man.
3: Bro, yeah, yo, man. Bro, I,
0: I used to when I when I was
3: <laughs> I went from when I was at Forty Acres going back yeah. to that. When I was when I was at Forty Acres, um, you know, Spike used to throw parties all the time, and like at the Puck Building in in Manhattan, um, you know, in particular. And I still got to fly. Matter of fact, I'm gonna post something on uh on the an anniversary, so, like, coming up like March 19th or something like that. Spike's birthday. And, um, like, everyone wanted to come to the party. So, like, I knew, you know, I was kind of getting, you know, nice little reputation around town and getting to know people. And I got to know the people at MTV pretty good. And, you know, your MTV rap, you know, really well. Fab, you know, Fab had been down with Spike from She's Gotta Happy, He's one of the producers. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Happened.
3: You know, so, you know, like, Fab was always around. And, you know, Fab and I got to know each other real well. I used to go just kick it with Fab. And he was like, yo, we need somebody over here. Yo, you know, because like Ted is gonna to do films and you know, go we'll do his thing and going to do this new show called Fade the Black and Todd's gonna be leaving. Da 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 da. da. I won. So I won my man T Uno. And uh so I reached out to them and and I was kind of looking to break away from 48 because it's kind of you know spread my wings a little bit, see what I could do. And and they Ted was like, yo, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So he put me on and it was, it was like, again, you know, even the spirit of the show, man, it's like a, a, what y'all do, man, it's like, it was the perfect bridge for me to go from like doing TV and film, or really film with Spike, and then going into TV with music, and the music happened to be hip hop, you know, because it's on TV raps, and, and to, to be around Ed and Dre, and like to have creative input, input, and to say, you know, what they were going to do every day. To be able to talk to Fab about some of the things that he wanted to do and some of the concepts he wanted to have, you know, different shows he wanted to do. Like my first episode with the first thing I ever did with Fab, we did a uh, we went to a car dealership with Sir Mix-a-Lot on on out mm. and, and, and Sir Mix-a-Lot was at that time he was Sir mix lot
2: My posse on Broadway.
3: Yes, Sir mix lot and, and yo, cool as dude. I forget his I forget his his government name, man. But that dude was cool, man. And like. Uh, again, it was one of some surreal moments, man. Like, yo, this my fucking first week, and I'm in, and I'm kicking it with fucking Sir Mix-a-Lot, like,
1: That's you know
3: crazy. what I'm saying? And and <laughs> and Bob you know what I'm saying? And and then tomorrow I'm gonna go do a fucking show with with Jonathan Demi at the World Trade Center with Eddie Dre, you know what I'm saying? That's why I mean at the uh, at the Statue of Liberty with Eddie Dre, it was crazy.
2: That is wild, um, man.
3: Um, but so like to be able to reconnect with like Rock Kim, who I hadn't seen in you know in years. And he had heard my name bubbling. Of course, I seen him, but to see him at Yo MTV Raps and to see everything at Yo MTV Raps, and just to kind of connect, you know, sort of to see Keith, man. So ironically, Bumpy and Premiere got very close. Mm. And, and me and Keith got kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got, you know, just on the... Like, he was a light-skinned dude. I was a light-skinned dude. So we always, <laughs> you know, we always, we always made a point to give each other love. And when I did Yo, they did an episode when they came in and they performed Twick with uh, nice uh-huh. and smooth. And it was a bunch of kids that came to a taping in that day. And it was real wins like, yo, you i to make me perform in front of all these kids. I am like, yo, that's tape. I want y'all to do it. He was like, I, right, I, right, right. and it, you know, ended up being like a dope ass episode. We had fun and shit. You could actually, if you ever see that shot, you can probably Google that shit on. Oh like,
2: on, no, on YouTube. Trust me, yeah. <laughs> we we we've seen it. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like that's so crazy man like like you you you've been a part of so so many cultural defining you know entities like from the 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 spike lee movies to Mm -hmm. yo tv raps and you know the the early you know concerts albums with martin to all the stuff we about to get into you know mm-hmm. with, with with tv and one of one of my favorite things that you did which we we're going to talk the lyricist lounge man oh man yo
1: you,
2: you couldn't tell me that me and bob wasn't going to be on the lyrics' lounge though i already know what my what my what my what my what my lines is going to be and everything like man,
3: man bro
2: like I- it was ahead of his time, way ahead
3: of his time, yo. Yo, every time I see every time I see Hamilton and hear people talking about Hamilton, mm. I, I get, I'm I'm yo, I'm I'm that dude, man. Like, like if, if I see you rocking something, like if I see somebody else rocking that fucking Sanford Sun shirt, nah man, that ain't your worst. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see you with that shit first. It's like, yo, man, give us, give us, I always, and I don't want, I don't want to almost sound like I'm hating Hamilton because I respect that shit, but give us the publicity machine give us a budget we would have
2: man oh my. with Bro. the with the mcs y'all had me punching my words God. man like yo man that, that whole Bro. ruckus era but Bro. that that show was so ill man like people don't understand where where are those episodes at where why don't like you can't yeah. it's super hard to find those
3: yeah, you can you can get some of them. You can find some on YouTube, but like I, I want like you could find a lot of the sketches and shit like that. Man, bro, I, I they like, need to I, I need M- the Lyricist
2: Lounge box
3: set. Like, or, bro, this, all these fucking MTV channels they don't show no videos. I have a yeah. vintage MTV channel where they show old show. Yeah, like, yeah they, know, they have like, an
2: MTV Classic and they still don't.
3: show, You know, and they show, and bro, they, yeah, they, they was talking about showing some Yo MTV rap stuff. I know. Ted's sister, Jennifer, Jen is going out to Cali like soon. She's trying to bring the show back. You know what I'm saying? And that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, or and even I know Paramount for,
2: Plus, they got the whole MTV section.
3: Yes, exactly. So they're
2: up there. And I know for a fact,
3: we used to be at 1515 Broadway in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And Broadway, Broadway and 43rd, 44th Street, 44, 45th Street. And at, in the bottom of that building at 1515 Broadway was called the NOC Library. I don't know what NOC stands for to this day, but that's where we would, whenever I needed something from back in the day, I would go down to my man Norman Champion down in the NOC library, tell him I'm looking for something, and like a day or two later, sometimes the same day, he would have it. So I know all of this shit exists because I used to reference it. You know what I'm saying? Like that was what I did.
2: And N-O-C, I NOC is his initials, by the way.
3: Who? Norman O'Champion. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. It, yeah. And, and Norm, like, hit your bro. All of the original. MTV just fade to black. And and then even the stuff that we did, like you know, again later on, the lyrics is like, shit, man. Yeah. And and all of that shit's available. A lot of that shit though, like I know like a lot of the clearances, you know, a lot of like music shit have to be sample clearances with, and everything. Yeah, from certain tracks that had samples that never got cleared and shit like that. Because that's what that's what started pharaoh getting a lot of fucking trouble with Simon says. Simon says
2: because he had the Godzilla yeah. shit.
3: Yeah, and then other people were using the shit, and the shit not been cleared yet. And so, but man, but that show, bro, was like, like okay, if if like okay, at Forty Acres, it was like I learned the film industry, and I and I learned what guerrilla filmmaking was, you know, black film, and that was dope. And then I went to your TV Raps, and it was like, you know, going from like studying for your doctorate to like going to like a a fucking A pool party, you know what I'm saying? Like MTV was a party every day, not every weekend, every fucking day. And and man, like like the Lyricist Lounge was like the Martin was like the most, it was the funniest shit on camera, off camera. But the Lyricist Lounge was the most rewarding show. Mm. That shit to see. I was the head writer and. For us to come up with the concepts, and and you know the unsung hero on I'm a guy, I have to say this to my brother I let us do the Deaf man, no pun intended, but it's Deaf Jeff, and because he was and the Def, producer, right? Yes, and and that's his Deaf was like Jeff was like the the I guess the, the 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 lyrical coach or the lyrical you know the general manager of the lyricists, you know what I'm saying? And and, and they were all the players, man, or they, he was the head coach, and so. That show, man, like, yo, they literally had to learn a song and do a video in a week. And several, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it it was in in front of a studio audience. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that shit was... So who, who,
1: were
2: were the MCs writing the roms or was that you? Or or did you come up with the concepts and then they wrote the roms?
3: Exactly. We came up with the concept. We had a writing team. Um, We came up with the concepts. Um, Like, the very first concept I came up with was was Master Fool and my man, Dane Lee, they did a boxing joint. And and I wanted to take that, I, I got that idea from the Shan B, uh, uh KRS commercial, Despite the the Sprite commercial. commercial. Yes. And I was like, yo, that's the, like, that's what actually sold the show. Like John Miller at MTV saw that shit was just like, oh man, this is great. You know what I mean? And I, ironically, we all, like, all of the different groups of the show, when we first got together, like like all it all the, like Jeff and them rhymed and then the MCs rhymed and then I stepped up and I spit some shit for the writers and when I spit my shit they, they thought it was gonna be corny everybody was like oh shit <laughs> I, that that was like my first little taste and last first and only last taste of, of being a, a, a MC not even MC I'm gonna just call myself an M
1: <laughs> but <laughs>
3: that was that but we got the show sold man and um, shout out to my man Claude Brooks man because he he was a, a, a the, the executive producer Who bought the idea To MTV You know Through You know Through uh, the cats at, at, the, at, the, at the At the lounge But man That shit was so Like words is a genius Like That dude is a fucking genius Man That dude yeah, is a man. guy he's like the smartest Dude man And It and, was and, so and,
2: effortless Man it, it, well, At least it looked On TV It looked effortless It looked like Like you know how you watch Kevin Durant play basketball And it looks Easy, even though he might be working hard, it looks sure. so easy. That's yes. how it looked with, with words, man. That
3: dude is to to this day when he like he my as we talk about cats being underrated and, and not giving the, the love he deserved. I feel Words is up there too, man. Like of them, the newer the the, the newer the newer cats, man. That yeah, dude got man. all my all of them cats, man. Power, uh, full man, like like my man uh, Beretta from Detroit. My man, Chai my girl Paris, man, we had man, bro. Y'all, had, shit, y'all man. had a had a
2: young Tracy Ellis Ross on there.
3: Trey was my girl. Trey was dumb, humble, man. Uh, our writing staff was dope. We had a dope ass writing staff and shit, man. We had some you know really solid writers. My girl Allison Fowles, who had to do a wife and kids and other things. And, um, yeah, man. We, that 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 was the that's I tell people all the time, man. That was the most rewarding show I've ever done. Like MTV was of paying us shit. But to see our concepts made manifest and on his feet, that shit was
0: dope. That shit was dope. That from from was the great. other side of, of the tube, like for us, it was good mm-hmm. to be able to see that type of um representation, like we were talking about, like to mm-hmm. see that creativity because yeah. again it opened up a different side of of MCN and creativity, like you said, improv, all mm-hmm. these different things that um, we used to see Saturday Night Live do and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mad TV and all those different things, but uh, you know, it was us. It was us doing it, and it was in a way that yes. you know, we understood. And then also, we we had heard about you know um, whether it be like um, Mad Wednesdays or all these mm-hmm. different things that were going on in New York City. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these uh, different ways that um, maybe the underground circuit was 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 bubbling there. Mm-hmm. But to see it on MTV, to see it on that, that mainstream platform like that, you know, that meant the world to us, man. You know, we were, we're cl- like, there's so much content now. Like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah. Now, TV. But, Yo. you know, back then it just wasn't yeah. as abundant. And then like, it wasn't like you could just get it on demand. You had to really lock in. And, and you know, like you said, like, mm-hmm. you know, by how you knew all of those shows came on at that particular time. Yes. You know, this yep. is, you know, like you said, rock you files and like <laughs> yes. you had to be locked in because if you missed it, you was you was short. Lyricist yep. yep.
2: Lounge, celebrity, deathmatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? yep.
0: yep, yep, yep. Let's go. That's a point what they call it, appointment viewing Phil? Appointment yep. viewing, but viewing. But, yep.
2: but real talk, lyricist lounge ultimately it, it was it was an early version, like you said, of Hamilton, but in 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 a more direct vein. With mm-hmm. with Nick Cannon would ultimately be doing yes. with Wilding Out a lot because yep. they would have that one part where they would, where they would just kind of battle telling jokes though yep and yep. and it wasn't really like a set skit they just be you know just battling just you know mm-hmm. for fun. but that's like what they mm-hmm. would they do like the wild style and yep. Wilding Out and they or they do like they try to tell stories with the rhymes and all that as like yes. all of that is you know Lyrus's very much the lyricist's lounge whether it's whether right. they realize it or not.
3: Yeah, I know. But when, we, when we did one one thing that sticks out on the show is when CeeLo did his sketch, and and yo, know, it was it, it was amazing to I me mean, even to into this day, man. Like we we introduced the sketch to him, just told him the concept on Thursday, and and they huddled up with, they they had a they they processed, but they would huddle up and they would just write, and you know whoever you know the primary MC was, he would write his own lyrics, or she would write her own lyrics, and everybody else would kind of punch it up. Um, and and they couldn't find CeeLo like for like from the time like we introduced the concept, he went off and did his thing, went back to his room. He came back like two hours later and knew his shit completely. Like wrote it, spit it to us, and we're like I oh, yo, I was like yo, where is it? You got it written down? He's like I ain't got it. Written. I said, like, how the fuck you gonna just remember that shit? Like, I gotta, I remember it. Like, just a matter of fact, just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sitting there like, how the fuck do you do that shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gonna remember every fucking thing you just said. He's like, yeah, bro, I got it. And that shit, that, and the sketch that you see is exactly the way he did it the very first fucking time he spit it. Man. And that was the last time we did it. He must've did it maybe four times. For the very first time to the fourth time, that's exactly the way he did that shit. And I'm like, man, this shit is like, I, I was every every I was never, yo, that like the, the phrase something never ceases to amaze you, that was that show,
2: yeah,
3: every fucking day, every fucking day, the fucking freestyle shit with with words and and most death, the suicide shit on the on the yeah, ledge. That, that's the one I'm about to
2: say, that's the one that that stands right out, there. that's the one oh, that okay. that that's like the defining moment of that show to me, yes, yo, I'm standing right
3: there. When, 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 when most deaf steps off the ledge, he steps off the ledge and comes and kind of into my arms, And we hug each other like that. Cause we, I'm sitting there the whole time like this.
1: <laughs>
3: like I was stuck. Like, like we're gonna have to cut this shit soon. Cause I'm, I, I got my producer hat on too. Like, okay, if they fuck it up, it's gonna fuck everything up. Cause you can't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to cut them off in mid. I'm like, yo, how does this nigga words We can record this shit and sell, so we can go go with this fucking sketch. You know what I'm saying? Like man. that's what I was thinking. Like it was just like Tracy coming out, just being stupid, just being doofy and, and funny. Man, bro, that shit was so amazing. And, and 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 I remember Tony Braxton used to come to the like the recordings and shit. So you know, cats would kind of get excited and shit because Tony was there and shit. And, you know, um, man, bro, that shit. Me and me and Jeff talk about this all the time because Jeff Jeff and I still talk all the time. Words and I, Words just posted something. Cause as a matter of fact, just had a, um, I think it was February 9th, it, it premiered. February 9th, 2000, I think it was like 22 years ago, 20, 20, 21 years ago, whatever. I think it was 22 years ago or 23 years ago. I forget, 99 or 2000, but February 9th, I think it was the premiere. Yeah, it, Words just posted something. But yeah, bro, that was the most, the most rewarding show. The fucking uh, confession sketch when the plane's going to crash, that was great. Everything was great. The guest stars that came on, Slick Brick Slime signed my Wallaby for me.
1: <laughs> you
3: know what I'm saying? You can't the tell ruler. me shit. I said, yeah, the ruler signed my Wallaby, come on. And I and I, and I brought it open to him. He was like, you want me to sign? He's like, you know how much Wallabies cost? I'm like, yo, you know how much your autograph is used to me? <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like, fucking hey. shoes. I didn't wear any shoes forever, but now I will. You know? But yeah, man, like that, that Yo, it's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a book, you know, I'm writing a book this year, man. And it's like, I was challenged, man. Like, I didn't know whether to do a book just on 40 Acres, then a book just on MTV, then a book just on Martin. Or should I just do the whole scope of my career, man? And, I, you know, I'm... Whole like,
2: shebang, man.
3: Yeah, bro. Like, you know, and and, and I got some in, uh, interactive shit. Like, I got, basically, I got people, a lot of the people that I'm telling stories about, like, they're going to actually participate in a book and actually corroborate the stories. You know what I'm saying? So they'll add their spin on it. Like when I first met Meth or when I first met, like my, I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago when Jaden Smith, Will's, Will's son, took a young lady to the prom and he had on a Batman outfit, you know, mm-hmm. all this other shit. That was my daughter that too. took. And, you know, so I had known Will, you know, from, you know, we, we Martin and Fresh Prince were like, we were, you know, cousins, but we wasn't taping. We was over at Fresh Prince. When they were they wasn't taping, they was over with us. And Bad Boys, man. Man, bro. It started back then. They had been talking about that shit all the way back then. And 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 when you see Will, it's just who he is, man. I love that dude. You know what I'm saying? He he's family. You know what I'm saying? Like he he treats my daughter well, man. My daughter is is best friends with his daughter. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we We've been family. Will's a good dude. I, everything he does, I fuck with. I support him. He's a genuine artifact right? What you see is what you get. And man, back then, bro, like again, check out that Fat Tuesday shit. Cause every man, bro, we see. We see. Here's the thing, too, the Martin shit. We had, we had the livest audience. You know what I'm saying? Like we had the livest audience, and don't like we would take three episodes and then take a hiatus week. So if you was the audience on that third week.
2: Y'all had got, y'all you got, like you got all the gems,
3: man, bruh And because you know it was like okay, we about to be all for a week, and 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 we always had a party. You know what I'm saying? So like, it was the hottest chicks that came out, it was the coolest dudes that came out, athletes came out, singers or whatever, and and we'd be right there on the set, man. Like after the episode, they'd be like, you know, if you was whack, you was breaking out anyway. But if you was, you know, you trying to party with us, you could do that, and. I mean, people get, like, neat and then get married, like, three weeks later type shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it was, it was, that whole shit back then was just surreal. Even talk about it, man, it's surreal, man, like. So,
2: so hold on. I, I, I don't want to stop the flow, but we, we get, we have to, we have to do this. <laughs> yo, yo, it's your boy, Philmatic365, a.k.a. Official He the Number 1 from the Tissue on the Tape podcast. And this was part one of Laughing My Ass Off with Kenny Buford. Please listen, rate, subscribe to the Tissue and the Tape podcast and stay tuned for part two when we talk about everything from the Martin show to all Kenny's comedy writing. And if you don't do nothing in your life, respect he hopeless. Peace. They do hip hop better than you. Oh, this is Tissue and the Tape. Like that, daddy. Like that, baby.